We have witnessed over the years a very interesting technique used by the communists to fool anti-communists and destroy organized opposition to communism. We wish we were wrong in our assessment, but as you look at history and understand the communist methodology, the pattern is just too similar. First of all, let us say that the so-called collapse of communism in Europe was a sham. It was too sudden and too lacking in any organized anti-communist opposition to have been real. As for the United States outspending the USSR into bankruptcy, well, we'd been doing that for 50 years. Professor Dr. Anthony Sutton explained it best in his book, Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution. In fact, if it were not for the deep state in America helping Russia, Russia would have collapsed at several points in their communist existence. Not a single Russian or citizen of another collapsed communist country in Europe left their desk at the bureaucracy and said that now that they were out of a job, they had to find work. Work where? There was no real private enterprise system in which to do so. No communist teacher left their position. Instead, they called themselves Democrats. No communist militia members left their job. Instead, they called themselves police. No communist judge left the bench. Instead, when efforts were made to get rid of these communist judges, the European Union threatened sanctions against countries trying to do so. For many years, the standard technique for stopping any opposition to the communist governments was to allow anti-communist demonstrations to go forward prematurely. Why? So they could identify any anti-communist leaders and eliminate them. Once the leaders were out of the way, the anti-communists became demoralized and disorganized. The results? The communists stayed in power. This was done over and over again in such countries as Hungary, East Germany, Czechoslovakia, and Poland. Sometimes they would use a different twist to the basic tactic, such as the solidarity movement in Poland. The use of the term solidarity was always a Marxist term. Those of us who were familiar with this were not too excited about the Solidarity Movement, and later it was shown that the leader of that movement, Lech Walesa, was a communist informant, yet American Republicans still think he was a real anti-communist. Now we've seen uprising in such places as Hong Kong and Cuba. Many people get caught up in supporting the demonstrators in Hong Kong, without realizing the overall tactic of the communists in pulling out the leadership of the dissenters for the purpose of destroying the dissent. We all love to see the rising up of the people of Hong Kong, but those of us who have been involved for some time understand that it would come to naught and be used to first identify the ringleaders and then arrest them, never to be seen again. Closer to home, the same thing happened in Venezuela. There, the demonstrators were led by a leader who was a member of the Socialist Internationale. It was a setup, and the anti-communist leaders were ferreted out, identified, and then neutralized. Now we have reports from Cuba. There must be a growing level of dissent there, and the communists have to be able to identify who the leaders are. Once they do that, the dissent will die. There are already reports out of Cuba that hundreds of people are being disappeared. 
We hope that our friends in the Cuban-American community will, will be very wise in how they deal with the current situation and approach it with their eyes wide open. For this is important. The blame for the island of Cuba going communist in the first place is the State Department of the United States under Dwight David Eisenhower. Those birchers who are old enough and have been involved for their whole lives know that this is true. The only public exposure of Castro being a communist before he came to power in Cuba was the John Birch Society magazine, American Opinion. Mr. Robert Welch, the founder of our society, tried to warn people as to what was going on, but few people listened. The swamp, called the State Department, has not changed since that time. So if people think that Cuba will be liberated with any help from our government, don't hold your breath, especially under President Biden. For instance, Biden is leaving massive amounts of military equipment in Afghanistan as we remove our troops from there. The Taliban and the Chinese will most likely use this military equipment. So as much as Biden wants to say that he opposes communism, his actions sure do tell a different story. There may be bluster and outrage, but our government will do nothing to really help the people of Cuba to lift their chains of oppression. Our government will betray the freedom-loving Cubans just as they've done three times before. Once when they allowed Castro to take over, again during the Bay of Pigs debacle, and finally during the Cuban Missile Crisis. In every one of these cases, the end result was further consolidation of communist control over Cuba and the retreat of American power. Now, I hope I'm wrong about what's happening in Cuba today but the record of the tactics of the communists and that of our own government says that we must be very careful.